Wow, what's up everybody? Fred Ricciani, TSC, here to recap WWE Crown Jewel 2021 from top to bottom. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. We cover combat, sports, football, and a little bit of everything in between tonight. Today, we're covering some pro wrestling. Now, a unique time. This took place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. And of course, it is still the afternoon here on the East Coast. And yeah, like a lot of y'all, was catching this in the background during work, during school. And it was one hell of a card from what I saw. Maybe, just maybe at this point, the WWE pay-per-view of the year. You could say what you want about the politics involved and everything else. And understandably, I, I get why people are against the show and everything. But if you're just focusing on it from a wrestling standpoint, from a spectacle standpoint... This was an absolutely fan-freaking-tastic show. Now, as far as what this leads to, we shall see. Of course, this is a day-to-be show, which means it still had some confusing-ass booking, and we are going to get to it. If you're watching live, by the way, on YouTube and Facebook, give a like, subscribe, follow. If you're listening on the podcast, on the podcast, easy for me to say, thank you so much. Feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Now... Let's get to the main event before we get to the rest of the card here. We had Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, the never-ending saga. But I'm happy with this saga because this has been a great feud throughout their careers. They had an absolute classic at WrestleMania 31. A few years later at WrestleMania, not so much. But, man, this feud was booked so freaking well. Who is Paul Heyman going to help? Paul Heyman's now the representative of the Tribal Chief. He's been the advocate of Brock Lesnar. Who is Paul going to choose? And man, these guys went all out in this match, WrestleMania main event level match. Keep in mind, Brock Lesnar's not a young guy anymore. He's in his 40s. And these two dudes just suplexed the hell at each other, took their best shots, spears, F5s, multiple kickouts as you would expect. Crowd was super hot. I got to say this. Two things I think were underrated on the show. The crowd was fantastic. A lot of people act like, oh, they're just forced to go there. No, no, This crowd was awesome. So shout out to all the peeps in Saudi Arabia. You guys brought the energy. On top of that, the commentary. I don't know what the deal was. Maybe Vince McMahon was smoking some of that good stuff and he was more calm than usual. But it seemed like the commentary team was way less overproduced compared to the usual Raw and SmackDown and I give a shout out to Corey Graves, Byron Saxon, Michael Cole. I thought they did a fantastic job here on commentary. A little goes a long way. You don't have to overproduce them and have all these cliches. I really thought they did a great job. So there's that. So anyway, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns went at it toe-to-toe. About like 10, 15 minutes, it felt like awesome match. And the finish came when the referee was knocked out. Brock got the visual pinfall on Roman Reigns, but of course the referee was knocked out. Uh, Brock, like the hyena he is, the beast he is, threw the referee out of the ring. Usos came out, tried to attack Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar tried to thwart them, but then it was Roman Reigns who used the title belt that Paul Heyman threw in the ring. For who? We don't know. It was unclear, but Roman Reigns got the universal title belt, took it, hit Brock Lesnar in the head with it. Referee came in. One, two, three three 
Roman reigns for over 400 days, remains the second longest reigning universal champion of all time. I believe Brock Lesnar's reign is like 513 days, which is the all-time record. So Roman reigns is still holding on hope that he can dethrone Brock Lesnar's all-time reign. Wow. This was awesome. Now, on one hand, I think maybe Brock Lesnar should have won if you're going to set up a rematch. On the other hand, if the plan is for Brock Lesnar to win in the end and then put over somebody else, this is fine. I'm just interested in seeing where they're going to go from here because you do have Survivor Series, which is Raw versus SmackDown. You can do the awesome Roman Reigns versus Big E matchup. But after that, who's there for Reigns? I, I guess you could build up Drew McIntyre and that can take a couple of months and then you got Elimination Chamber. So, okay. Perhaps up until WrestleMania... You got somebody for Roman Reigns, and who knows? Maybe it'll be Brock Lesnar again. That being said, after that, who's left? Are they going to build up another babyface? Are they going to turn somebody? Are they going to do a trade? Like, what's what's going to happen here? That's something I'm very interested in. But I guess, you know what? If you do the Biggie matchup at Survivor Series, if you build up Drew for a couple of pay-per-views, if you do Elimination Chamber... You can, in theory, extend Roman Reigns' title reign for a little bit, keep it somewhat fresh up until WrestleMania where he'd face the Royal Rumble winner, whoever the hell that might be. And, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm trying to think who would the Royal Rumble winner be. Who's on SmackDown now? Maybe Kofi Kingston, you could do something. Maybe Xavier Woods. I, I don't know. But as far as somebody dethroning Roman Reigns, I don't see that anytime soon. Actually, at WrestleMania, sorry, I just mentioned Brock Lesnar. If they keep Brock Lesnar off TV for a while, yeah, you could do it there. So, We'll see, but I would be surprised if this is the last time we see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, although it might be the last time we see this matchup uh, for the next, for really, you know, the remainder of the year. We'll see. We'll see. Stranger things have happened. But hell of a matchup, definitely lived up to the hype, and they definitely left it open to everybody's interpretation as to who Paul Heyman was trying to help. So well done by all involved. I thought they did a great freaking job there. As for some of the other matches and Man, there were a lot of really, really good matches on this show. Well, we had Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. They had a great match with an absolutely, positively stupid-ass finish. Great match. Now, now look, at least it was a decisive finish. At least it was a finish that did not necessarily insult anybody's intelligence. I am so sick and tired of these women busting their asses, including Charlotte Flair, having great matches week in and week out, only for them to end via disqualification because they're afraid to beat somebody. On Monday Night Raw, it was the time for the new Raw draft pick, Bianca Belair, to beat Charlotte Flair. They had a great match. They took major risks. Charlotte was busted open. The crowd was in the palm of their hands, and they did a disqualification. So in this matchup, they pulled out all the stops. It was Becky Lynch getting the roll-up win, I believe, on Sasha Banks to retain the title, which sounds fine, right? It's a decisive finish. Except when you remember Becky Lynch is the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Becky Lynch is now on Raw. Which means that either Becky loses on the next Raw to somebody, or maybe they build it up for Survivor Series, or it leaves the possibility of the laziest possible precedent 
already set by WWE, which I believe last year, I think it was with the Street Profits and the New Day, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. It was with the New Day and somebody else, I think. But it was two tag teams. One had the SmackDown tag title belts. One had the Raw tag team title belts. And when both teams were drafted to other brands, they just switched belts. They just switched belts. Lazily. No matchup. No vacate in the titles. No nothing. The absolute laziest intelligence insulting booking ever. So I hope and pray that is not the case when Raw comes around and everybody's back in the country, hopefully back in the country, uh, by Monday Night Raw next Monday night. Inshallah, that's not the case, but we shall see. Other than that nonsensical finish where Becky Lynch gets that win for no reason, it was a great match. Props to everybody involved there. We had Raider RK Bro defeat AJ Styles and Omos to retain the Raw Tag Team titles. Perfectly fine Raw match. Uh, there was a standout finish where uh, AJ Styles went for the phenomenal forearm and then Randy Orton caught him with an RKO. That was cool. Other than the finish and Matt Riddle entering the ring with a camel. No, seriously, on a camel. Uh, it, it was okay. I mean, it was crowd was hot throughout. Again, the crowd was the real MVP tonight. But... Perfectly fine Raw match. Raider RK Bro gets the win. We had Dewdrop versus Zelina Vega for the Queen's Crown Tournament, the Queen of the Ring. Perfectly fine matchup. Again, nothing you wouldn't uh, not see on Raw or SmackDown. Just, it was just kind of there. Went a little long. I was kind of surprised, not because the match was terrible or anything, uh, but just because of the fact that, think about this, almost every Queen's Crown, Queen of the Ring match has been like two minutes. Deadass, like two minutes. Shout out to Denise Salcedo, who's been keeping up with, with all the match times. So that's crazy. It's been insulting. It's been pathetic. It's been insulting to the competitors. You can make the strong argument the final should have been Liv Morgan and, and Shayna Baszler, or maybe Naomi. And instead, it's Dewdrop and Selena Vega, who are awesome. And I really like Dewdrop a lot, but just, I don't know. I think Dewdrop's still a little new. In the case of Selena Vega... She's been given no credibility. She was on, I think, like a 13-match losing streak before this tournament. So, yeah, a, a little weird that they gave her this win. She did get the win with a roll-up. But I am happy for her, given the fact that she went through the losing streak. She did get released last year. All the union stuff, which I did support her on. Uh, but I can understand her also going back to Deadly considering none of her colleagues had her back and, 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 and whatnot. So, hey, congrats to her. But this was not a well-booked tournament at all. A lot of missed opportunities. A missed opportunity to make the uh, Queen of Spades, Shayna Baszler, Queen of the Ring. A missed opportunity to elevate Liv Morgan again. But hey, Zelina gets the win. That's kind of cool. Also, the cape was undefeated tonight. They tried to put on the cape, Zelina and the winner of the King of the Ring. And it kept falling off. Uh, that, that, that King's cape, Queen's cape was definitely undefeated. We had a surprisingly good match, even though it was a little long. Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Now, I hate the fact that Bobby Lashley lost this match, but Bobby Lashley put on his HBK cape tonight, his Bret Hart cape. He did everything he could to make this old-ass Bill Goldberg look good, and I say that respectfully. Bill Goldberg, again, one of my all-time favorites. He helped get me into wrestling as a little kid back in the day in WCW, but I'm good with Bill Goldberg not beating current superstars. I mean, some mid-card guys like Dolph Ziggler are fine. 
Uh, but I think Bobby Lashley's definitely going to need some, some big wins coming in here or coming into Survivor Series. Overall, though, they had a really good match. Much better matchup than, than in the summer. Uh, Bobby Lashley had the advantage for a long time. Then it was Bill Goldberg getting the upper hand. Bill Goldberg literally tried to kill Bobby Lashley. It was kind of funny. Just throwing him around. Bobby Lashley bumping like a maniac for him. Taking the spear. He took a jackhammer, which Goldberg actually hit smoothly. So props to him. But Goldberg didn't go for the pin. He took off his gloves. He beat up Lashley. He speared him through the barricade. Hurt Business came out and tried to attack Goldberg with the kendo sticks. Goldberg thwarted them. And then Goldberg hit a spear on Lashley off the stage. Both these guys went through tables. By the way, this was changed to a false count anywhere match. Originally, I believe it was advertised as no holds barred. And Goldberg got the clean pin. Would have liked Lashley to win here. But you know what? For a special show like this, a one-off, considering how strong Lashley's been booked throughout the year, considering that if we're being honest here, I don't think a lot of debut fans are going to watch this, at least not live, because of you know the time and everything. This was fine. Whatever. If this is the end of it, I'm fine with that. But I, what I would do is have Bobby Lashley take a couple weeks off because he took some big bumps here and busted his ass. Bobby Lashley's not a young guy either, so God bless him. Give him his flowers. This guy's had an amazing year. Mid-40s to look like that, to bump like that, to perform at a high level. Much respect to Bobby Lashley, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Give the man a couple weeks off. Bring him back at Survivor Series. Have him be like one of the final survivors at Survivor Series to build him back up. And then you get down the road, do a rematch with him and Big E. So we will see what happens there. But hey, both guys busted their asses. Kudos to them. We had... The finals of the King of the Ring, Xavier Woods taking on Finn Balor. Really good matchup. Xavier Woods got the pin. Amazing. Hit his top rope elbow, covered him. One, two, three. Excellent matchup. Xavier Woods gets the win. Great moment for him. For everything they did wrong with the women's side, they did almost pretty much everything right on the men's side. It's a shame the women didn't get the same respect, but... For the men's side, tremendous stuff. I'm happy for Xavier Woods. I hope that this finally leads to a respectable singles run. I'm not going to hold my breath. We've seen them do Kofi dirty. We've seen them do other guys like Xavier dirty who don't fit the size requirement, even when they prove that they can make money and, and attract new, new followers and everything else. And Xavier is super popular in the video game community. One of the top YouTubers right now. One of the top streamers right now. One of the top hosts right now. Just a, a phenomenal representative of the company. Never mind the fact he's a great wrestler. So I, I would love to see this lead up to Xavier Woods down the road, perhaps at WrestleMania, get that elusive singles title shot, maybe the Intercontinental Championship, and go for it. You know what actually would be kind of cool? And I know some people don't see him at this level, and that's fine. For a one-off pay-per-view, like whatever the December or New Year's pay-per-view is going to be, or Royal Rumble is going to be, I really wouldn't be opposed to Xavier Woods getting a world title shot. Now, I don't think anybody would buy him against Roman Reigns, but can anybody really buy anybody other than Brock or The Rock against Roman Reigns right now? No, so why not? Throw the guy a bone, maybe give him a world title matchup. Of course, he'll lose. And then you could build him up for WrestleMania where he could win that elusive singles title and face maybe his own New Day partner, Kofi Kingston, for the IC title, and you could either do a heel turn, which I would be opposed to, or just have Xavier Woods get put over clean, 
have them embrace afterwards and make it a nice moment for him. But I think Xavier Woods is one of the more criminally underrated guys in the roster. I understand the opposition some people have with, with at times in the new day, because sometimes they are a little wacky and everything else. But look, them being themselves has worked. That's the deal. It's worked. It's made them top stars. It's made them top draws. It's helped them sell merchandise. It's helped them get all these great opportunities outside of the ring. It's clearly resonated with the WWE fan base. So, hey, if it's working for him, I don't think you need to tweak too much. And I like the fact that, especially in recent years, since Biggie's gotten this singles push and everything, and since Kofi Mania and after in the aftermath, that these guys have been much better, I think, at turning up the volume and, and getting serious, and you know, it's, and switching it up, but staying true to themselves. So much respect to the New Day. Hopefully, this means some big things for Xavier Woods. But as we all know, we can't predict the future of WWE. They've screwed a lot of things up. So like the Kofi Mania deal. Like Big E's current run right now, I'm just going to enjoy the moment, be happy for him, and live to potentially get pissed off by DDB booking another day. Speaking of a new day, we had Big E take on Drew McIntyre. Another great match. Big E retained the DDB championship. He won with a second big ending hit on Drew McIntyre. Pinned him clean, one, two, three. Thought this was the perfect matchup to give Big E some credibility over a two-time WWE champion. So, really good stuff here. Ed Molina on the live stream, shout out to him, says, really solid pay-per-view. I agree. Uh, definitely one of the better pay-per-views this year. And maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe the WWE pay-per-view of the year. I mean, WrestleMania Night 1 was really good. Night 2 was really good as well. Uh, but definitely up there. I, I, would, I would agree with that. Um, definitely, definitely up there. Uh, somebody's asking me what do I think about the King of the Ring tournament. I think the right guy won. I definitely think the right guy won. Look, you couldn't go wrong with Finn Balor. He's all reliable. But I like the fact that Xavier got the win. Uh, shout out to Baba Diawara on YouTube. By the way, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, we stream our live shows live on YouTube.com slash The Sports Courier and Facebook.com slash The Sports Courier. So make sure you're subscribed and following those pages if you ever want to participate in our live chats. Okay. So, yeah, Big E beat Drew McIntyre. Great match. Shout out to them. We also had here Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Very happy for these guys. If you don't know, I am Lebanese. I am Middle Eastern. I am Arab. I come from an Arab-speaking household. My dad was raised in Lebanon practically. So it means a lot for me personally and a lot of my brethren to see uh, two Arabic superstars Two Middle Eastern guys, two Muslims, to not only wrestle in this match, but be portrayed in a positive manner, in a non-stereotypical manner, no magic carpets, no you know anti-American BS or anything like that. Just two dudes who happen to be damn good wrestlers. Now, I don't know if Deadby is going to do anything with Mansoor or Mustafa Ali moving forward. I think Mustafa Ali should have already been a top guy. He is so likable. He's donating his entire uh, payout for his show to charity. He speaks out about social issues. He is one of the best representatives any company, I don't care what type of corporation, could ever have. And he's just given scraps. So, inshallah, one day he can finally climb to the top and be a top guy. But un- unfortunately, I think I think it might have to be in another promotion that's a little more open-minded. We will see. But much respect to both these men. Uh, super proud of them. They had a really good match uh, afterward. Well, 
First off, uh, Mansoor won the match, as expected. The dude is like the Undertaker at WrestleMania. He's like playoff LeBron in Saudi Arabia. He's the hometown boy. He's going to get the win. And also shout out to Michael Cole for pointing out this is the first time two Muslims have wrestled in the same ring in WWE. Awesome stuff. And then after fact, Mustafa Ali attacked Mansoor. And then who should come out? But the Olympic silver medalist himself, Tarek Hamdi. He was the silver medalist in Taekwondo at this year's Olympics. And he gave Ali the crispest and maybe the stiffest super kick you will see. Great stuff here. Really good match. And then as far as the maybe the best match of the night. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Hell in a Cell. Now, you know what? I don't know if it's the best match of the night because you could honestly say the main event was great. You could say the women's title match was great. Take your pick. Those, those three matches were great. Seth Rollins versus Edge. One of the best Hell in a Cell matches of all time. Fantastic match. Match of the year candidate. I don't get it. The <laughs> Seth Rollins, I'm going to say it again. I have the utmost respect for him as a wrestler. But for the majority of his career as a heel, it has not hit well with me. <laughs> He, he just cuts these cringe promos, especially in recent years with the eye for an eye match and the King of Drip and everything else. It's just been super cringe. I would love to just have the Seth Rollins we had from The Shield or the Seth Rollins we had from 2018 or 19, whatever year it was, when he beat Brock Lesnar for the title. That Seth Rollins, when he's pretty much himself, when he's Colby Lopez with the volume turned up, I love that Seth Rollins or the Seth Rollins we saw in Broken Skull Sessions. The Seth Rollins that's goofy, that giggles all the time. That goes, ha, ha, ha. It's cool for memes. Bad for watching TV. But when the bell rings, whether he's a heel or babyface, Seth Rollins brings it. Edge, obviously, an all-time great. I think Seth Rollins is close to being all-time great as well. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. These guys have amazing chemistry. Say what you want about the feud, the promos, the home invasion. It's a little wacky for me. But the matches have been incredible. And this match was no different. These guys beat the hell out of each other. Uh, So there's a spot where Seth Rollins was going to go for, I think, either a Phoenix Splash or a Moonsault. Edge pushed him off the top rope, and Seth bounces off the cell wall headfirst and then falls through the table on the outside. Freaking crazy. Just absolutely crazy. Uh, And the finish came. There were so many weapons here. Uh, Seth Rollins wrapped his his foot with the chain, Kicked edge. That looked brutal. And the finish came when Seth Rollins uh, used the steel chair, low-bowed Rollins, choked out Rollins with the chain, and then he let go. Actually, no, he choked Rollins with the chain. Then he choked him with a wrench. And then afterwards, he let go before Seth was going to submit. And then Edge grabbed the chair, put it under Rollins' head, hit the curb stomp, did him dirty, pinned him with his own move, One, two, three. Phenomenal matchup. Excellent matchup. Great in-ring feud. Maybe not the best uh, promo feud, but a great, great matchup. And if you're going to keep Seth Rollins as a heel for the love of God, align him with Paul Heyman or or somebody that can speak for him because his promos are so cringe. Or at least tweak things. Make him a killer. This whole silly Seth Rollins doesn't work. Either give me authentic Seth Rollins or give me the heel killer Seth Rollins. I don't need this goofy guy. He is too talented for this crap. But unbelievable matchup. 
Props to both men. And what can you say about Edge? What a comeback. Gone from the ring for nine years. And in the last year and a half, has had some great performances. Royal Rumble was great. This, this year's Royal Rumble, also great. The triple threat match at WrestleMania this year, great. The quote-unquote greatest match of all time with Randy Orton, also great. The matchup they had, I think it was on Raw a little bit later on, also great. All his matches with Seth Rollins have been great. Shocker. Edge is one of the all-time greats. And then in the pre-show, we had the Usos defeat the Hurt Business. I didn't get a chance to see most of this, but from what I understand, pretty good matchup as you would expect. So overall, what can I say from top to bottom? A fantastic show. Thumbs up. Go, go out of your way to see this. This was great. This was great. And I'm looking at the WB poll right now on Twitter for uh, best matchup. Uh, Edge versus Rollins was voted the first be, the, the best matchup, followed by Reigns and Lesnar, followed by the women's title match, followed by Biggie McIntyre. Um, I'd say it sounds about right, although I can make the argument for uh, Lynch and Belair and Banks deserving the, the second best. But still, excellent, excellent show. Let's go to some of the feedback here. Now, okay, let's see. George says, love the show. What's next or who's next for Big E? Good question. I, mean, I, I guess you could, well, right now I think they're going to do the Raw versus SmackDown stuff, which I think is kind of stupid to do because you just drafted people to other brands. Uh, but I guess you could do uh, Big E versus Roman Reigns. As for New Year's, <laughs> I guess you could run back Big E, Bobby Lashley, even though they've beaten Bobby like a drum lately. Uh, what do you think is next for Roman Reigns? Or who do you think is next for Roman Reigns? Same thing, uh, Big E. And then afterwards, I mean, for a one-off, you could do Xavier Woods or you could do a triple threat with Kofi and Xavier and, and Roman Reigns. Or you could do a deal where he faces Kofi, then he faces Xavier. And then maybe you could do a deal where, you know, Kofi and Xavier face each other for the IC title at Mania. We'll see. I wouldn't necessarily turn either guy heel, by the way. So, yeah. Overall, awesome pay-per-view. Again, folks, if you enjoyed this recap, please like, share. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications for more updates like this. And until next time, as always, enjoy the matches.